Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. Hey, what's going on, everyone? We are here. We are ready. We are pumped. It is two guys talking youth ministry, talking Ooh. life, talking life, talking. Yeah, I got nothing. I else guess to that's add, really. it. Everything kind of falls into that scope. Yeah, I guess of life. Of life, it it could work. You know what, John? Though before we get going, I really I gotta get something off my chest. Hopefully, it's not your shirt. No, no, it's not my, it's not right. my shirt. <laughs> Just making sure. I, uh, you know, but. A lot of times here, here recently, right before we podcast, we go on, on Facebook, we go live, right. and just say, hey, we're getting ready to podcast, and just like to have fun, because that's what we do. We're two fun guys. The funnest. The funnest guys in the world. And I don't like to put people on blast or anything. Yeah. You, but, no, wait. Hold on a second. <laughs> what? You, you love putting people on blast. All right. You're you right. You love that. Okay. You're right. I do. I do like right, putting people on. on blast. All right. But go on. Let's pretend like you don't. But but there's there was this one particular person, and I guess I'm even a little more hurt. Of 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 whose wife it was, Jonathan Bull, who I thought was my friend. Wait. Yes. And and today I'm wearing I'm supporting this lovely blue sleeved with gray uh, on the chest University of Kentucky shirt. Yeah. The blue letters are stroked in white. Yeah. And so thank you. That's a great description. And Erica, again, man, I I don't like to put people on blast. You know what she said? She's like, I can't take your podcast serious <laughs> until you change that shirt. <laughs> Like, she said that. She said that John. on Facebook. On Facebook, the See, whole world can read it. Go I'll look at my honest. Facebook. If I were to cut Facebook out of my life, I'd probably go to bed a lot happier, man. Listen, I'm just that frustrates me. I'm just saying it. It hurt. I'm just saying I don't. I, I'm not an emotional uh, man, but it hurt. Let me get. It was Erica Bull, mm-hmm. wife Jonathan wife Bull, who we've had on John, our podcast. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But listen, they're Duke fans, and I'm gonna leave it at that. That's all I'm gonna say. Listen, Dukes can be stacked next year. I don't want to talk about basketball today. Don't even get me Should started. Should we ship this whole podcast no. and talk about Duke, like no. Zion Williamson, all that fun no, stuff? No, no, it would be a sad, sad podcast for me because Duke is definitely going to be stacked. Listen, we're getting way off track and we're chasing rabbits. Welcome <laughs> to two guys talking youth ministry. Uh, we are excited to be here. Hey, we want to say thanks for everyone who's listening, for tuning in, uh, for checking it out. Hey, we want to invite you, share it, like, uh, oh, I hope you like it, but like it, share it. You know, and, and give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Facebook at Essential Coaching. You can connect with us through that Facebook page. And also, uh, send us an email, man. Uh, let us know some questions you might have. You can check us out at john at essentialcoaching.us and matt at essentialcoaching.us. Boom. That's how, that's how you get in touch with us. And today we are excited. I got, I got a new podcast title for us. It's, just kinda, it's like just two guys chasing rabbits. That'd be, <laughs> yeah. like We can keep this podcast going, but maybe that'd be enough. I think that one might be a little bit more free flowing. Listen, it, uh, yeah, it probably would, but but we're not going to do that today. We are going to talk about we're going to be talking about teamwork. Teamwork, Matt. teamwork is what we're going to be mentioning. Teamwork, it is important, right? It is priceless. It is priceless. It is powerful. All right. It is purposeful the first one you said was important yeah, though. that right. one starts Listen, with an I, I i had some peace going on i love teamwork because teamwork yeah, makes yeah. A dream work. yeah see i wasn't 
I knew where you were going. I, did, I want no part of it. Work. Mm. Teamwork makes a dream work. Mm. Teamwork. I won't sing a song about it, but you just did. I did. Um, teamwork. We're gonna be talking about teamwork today. Yeah. And listen on the real. All right, because some people are like, "My lord, I'm turning this podcast off. These guys are idiots. Don't do it. We do not do it because we do get serious. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the importance of teamwork. Before we even dive in, we got a couple, three things we want to talk about teamwork in life. Before we dive in, John, why do you think teamwork is so important? I think it's a part of. Just about every aspect of our life, right? That is so true. That every, is so true. In so many different in so many different areas. If people are involved, teamwork is needed. That is true. Right? Absolutely. What about like uh all right, so if people are involved, teamwork is needed. What about like uh like what like on a restaurant team? Teamwork. Okay, what yeah. about like on a on a football team? Teamwork. All right, what about like on a landscaping team? <laughs> Teamwork. You're right. So see, point in case right there. If people are involved, teamwork is at stake. And I think, John, a big thing. Uh, you know what? Here's a great example of teamwork. I'm going to go back to college basketball. Oh, yeah. I am. I had a feeling you might. There's a young man at a particular establishment that I'm not a fan of. But it's a young man by the name of Trey Young who is just tearing up the college scene right now. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was just a few games ago. I believe he attempted uh, 37 shots, scored 48 points, but guess what happened in the game? They lost. They lost, right? They just recently played uh, Kansas, very good Kansas basketball team. Trey Young came out. I think he shot like eight or nine times, ended up scoring 20-something points, but he ended up having seven or eight assists a game. Uh, he had some rebounds, had some steals, and they ended up beating a very good Kansas team. Right. And I loved what he said. In his post-game interview, they asked him about, said, hey, you know, in the last game, you shot the ball a lot, uh, and you lost this game. You come out, you shoot the ball less, shot selection's better, you got a lot more assists, and y'all get the win. What do you think about that? And and that's what he, and like, and that's what he was talking about. He said, you know what? Um, he goes, it's, it takes a team to win a game. It's not one person. He says, I got to be able to trust my teammates. Yeah, that's good. To make those shots and not rely on myself to do it. And so that's what I'm going to do to springboard right into our discussion on teamwork is yeah. I think sometimes teamwork is so challenging because with teamwork, when you have teamwork, a good team operating, there's no such thing really as superstar. That's right. That's a really good thought. Right? There's some people that might stand out. Yeah. There's some people that do things better than others. But I think more oftentimes than not, when you try to build a ministry, when you try to build a life, when you try to build a business, a family, whatever that is, right? We see it in the sports world. Anytime you ever try like is a superstar or is a is a like a LeBron James or like a Michael Jordan or like a, a Trey Young in college basketball, yeah. um, are those people very important to the team? Are those people a vital part of the team and like quote would you call them superstars because they're so great? Maybe so, but anytime that they ever try and go do it on their own, you often see them times fail. Right, right. How, however, when they begin to do it as a team and uh, and in the business world, again, if you ever try to do it on your own, you're going to find yourself failing. But when when you understand the importance of putting people around you, right, putting good people around you, putting people, John, here's a tough one, and I'm going to ask you, putting people around you that's even better than you are. Yeah. Why do you think that's such a struggle sometimes? Um, because it shows that we're not good at something, and I don't Preach know. That. I don't. I don't like being inefficient. I guess is the big. I don't like being inefficient. I don't like coming across as inefficient, and um, it it just does not. Because when I feel that way, I feel like I'm not a benefit to the team. 
I guess is what it comes down to. Yeah, I totally hear that. I totally hear that. So you think sometimes we struggle putting good people around us because we're afraid of it showing our weaknesses? It, it Maybe it shows our weakness, it, and sometimes we feel like if other people's strengths are being highlighted, it almost makes us smaller or less significant in the process, I suppose. Um, like if we put somebody like in the concept of a team, like maybe you – you're a defensive specialist on a basketball team, right? And you can't win a basketball game on defense alone, so you need to bring in a score. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you start to get jealous of the fact that they're getting all they're getting all the props for how many points they score when you know that you're in the trenches, getting yeah. rebounds, yeah. Ding somebody up. And what you're afraid is if somebody else takes all the all the credit, you're going to get none. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's an aspect of it too. Yeah. So no, that's so good. Yeah, that, and that's so true too. I think that, like you said, like sometimes it's our own. Um, I guess pride, selfish In- insecurities, maybe insecurity, self, self, yep. our own self ambitions that can get in the way of like, man, if I get these good people around me, uh, am I going to get lost in the crowd? Am I going to get lost and not seen with my skill set? Right, whatever that may be. And sadly, I think it's that fear though that allows us, and we'll talk in the ministry context now, that sometimes allows us uh, to to kind of go with that own that thought though of like okay i gotta be the man or the lady right and i gotta be the show and i gotta be be able to do it all but the problem is that like when you show up and you try to be the man or the gal that does it all and does it all the time like what what's some things that that you see happen like what's some problems with that i think that you can get tired really really quick you feel like you've got to do everything all the time at a hundred percent you're gonna get exhausted and i would venture to say you can't do everything at a hundred percent even if you're good at it if you try to do everything you're gonna get you're gonna get tired, yeah. get exhausted. You're gonna lose focus. You're gonna let stuff slip. Stuff's gonna get sloppy mm-hmm. um, in one area or another. I don't know. I just feel like if you try to do everything, I don't think it's possible Mm-mm. for a long. It might be possible for a minute. I don't think it's possible for a long period of time. It's like that. It's like that. As silly as it sounds, it's like that old uh, adage. You know, jack of all trades, master yeah. of none. Right. You know, yep. that you find yourself doing some things, and yet in a, for a certain season you can be competent right. in some things, but you find yourself really hurting yourself in the long run because what you see as success is just short-term. What you see as success is really, you know, you just spin in the plate, spin in the plate, right. spin in the plate. And I think what teamwork allows you to do, uh, and again, what we're talking about today is, that I guess, we're just the importance, what we want to stress to you, the importance of getting good people around you. And I know some of you, you're sitting there, you say, well, man, I'm at a small church or I'm at a small, uh, smaller place and, or man, I'm not good at uh, leading other teams or man, I'm, I'm nervous because what if um, somebody else is better something than me? The more good people around you, the stronger you are going to be. That's right. Right? Yeah, that's absolutely it. And I think, and you said it, you said earlier, one of the, one of the most important things, and let's, focus on the ministry, I guess, side of it, is when you find out there's an area that you aren't strong in, I say don't just find somebody that's good at it. Find somebody that excels at it, somebody that makes you. That's a good point. Somebody that makes you never have to think about it, somebody somebody that blows you out of the water because if they're killing it there, mm-hmm. you don't even have to think about it. Right. Even if it's just that one thing, they might be a terrible communicator, they mm-hmm. might not be able to connect with anybody relationally. Mm-hmm. 
They might not be able to ever take up an offering. They might not even be able to make sure stuff is pulled together but before service, but they are ridiculous when it comes to graphics. Yeah. You might not ever have to think about graphics again. Mm. So as you you might feel like you're okay, but you've got somebody that is just going to own that for you so yeah. you can now focus all of your attention. Yeah. I think sometimes what we do is we try to bring somebody along with us um, and we don't completely give it over to them. And don't completely trust them. Okay, you know, um, and that and and that can still f- drain us a little bit. Right. So when we pull people in, we got we got truly just release them in that mm-hmm. too. So what you're saying is finding people around you that that are not just good or are better than you, but that excel. I think that excel or right. as close to excel. Yeah. You know, because um, I I believe that there's a lot of people, and we. We can use that, you know, we're a small church mm-hmm. or we're a small youth ministry. Right. Or we don't have a lot of people. Well, I think that there's a lot of people that are severely gifted and they're just they're just waiting for somebody to tap into mm-hmm. them. And, and the, it might be they might not be good at everything. And that's why they go unnoticed. Yeah. You know, they might not be outgoing, but they're good. And we've just got to We got to find them and we got to release them and yeah. power and release them. This this is what's comical to me, John. And I know we've we've found this out like over the years that we've been in ministry. You know, a lot of times immediately the leadership side of us says, "Well, man, if I give this over, yeah, are they going to do as good a job as I'm going to do? You know, if I right. give the graphics over, if I give yeah. the organizational side of things over, if I yeah. give the fine arts department over, if right. I give taking up an offering, all of that, right? Yeah, man, if I give that over, are they going to do as good as I've I've done, and again, maybe for a short season, you've excelled in a lot of those. But what I've come to find out more often times than not is when I give it over to them and they excel in it. Right? Yeah. I've understood where they where they excel in in areas of life, and I've handed it over to them. Not only do they do it better than me, but they show me how bad I was doing. Right. It. You know exactly. What I'm yeah. Like I then I start to realize, like, man. I really was bad at graphics right. because I don't know what I'm doing. And, yeah. you know, man, I, like, yeah, I could take up a decent offering, but, like, this yeah. person really has a heart for yeah, giving. of course. Man, like, they really show me what right. it looks like. Because when we think that we could have given it 100, like, our effort would have been 100% right. It would have been 100% right our way, the way we, if we right, do right. it ourselves. That's how we expect it to come out. We would have gotten our outcome. Now, somebody else might not be able to get 100% of what you expected, but what you might realize is maybe what I expected wasn't where it should have been. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it would have been a hundred percent my way. Maybe my way wasn't the best way. Right, right. Maybe my well, way true. wasn't the the most creative way. Maybe I was way off base. And sometimes when you when you empower other people, it starts to even shift your mindset. Like, hey, listen, they're on it, mm-hmm. and it's pulling me that direction mm-hmm. a little bit. So what you're saying is, John's is again teamwork and we're talking and this can apply in the ministry context this can apply in the workplace context yeah. this can apply in the family yeah. context so when you bring in teamwork it sounds to me like you bring in a lot more power yes. when you bring in teamwork involved and when you start bringing the people around you and not only do you bring in more power sounds like to me you're saying it changes your perspective it could like for instance if you have somebody that is pulling together small group questions okay. and small group material uh-huh let them pull together. It might not be the exact question that you would have had. You might have worded it a different way, but you know what? You're looking at it, and it's getting the point across. It's going to create conversation. Just that's their 
let them own it because maybe that they have a heart for what that where those small group questions are leading yeah. or you know or vice versa you know like you said like an offering they they've been praying for it you know that they're doing everything that's leading up to it they've got a heart for it and they start steering a different direction towards offering but the heart is there let let them own that okay let the you know and it's the hardest part i think what i'm getting at yeah for leaders is actually releasing stuff yeah and actually trusting that trusting that it's going to get accomplished in a way that it's not just thrown together sometimes yeah you know no. yeah and I, and I think like you said that that's the the part that probably takes a little bit more time right it takes a little bit more to work through yeah you know again you don't we don't walk in a room and say hey you're writing small group questions next week and they've right. never done it before we just let them go like right. had, there's coaching there's and we yeah. talked about that on the podcast too how do you empower how do you pour into people yeah. but when you bring in other people though what you're saying john that's what we're talking about like the power that you begin to bring in as a team the the perspective that can yeah. can change because now you have multiple minds looking right. multiple minds thinking and I, and I think another thing too man with teamwork is uh you know i remember a conversation i was just having with a leader of ours uh just last week and, and they've been on our team, and, and I've been shifting them around into some so, some different roles and letting them brainstorm on some different things. And I was sitting uh, over, hanging out with them, chatting with them. And I was like, hey, what do you think? Like, what's going on with you? And, like, their eyes, like, just, like, lit up. And, like, man, we've been really been chatting. Like, I think this is our purpose. Like, yeah. this is what we're here for. Like, this is right. what we're supposed to be doing. And, like, to me, I'm, that spoke to me as a leader. I'm like, man, that's – so amazing like if i would have just had them on the outside looking in and not right. been able to you know not been willing to bring them in not been able to let them be in on the team not been able to to give them the power to give them the perspective right now too like they're sitting here and they're saying something as strong as like yo man this is our purpose here like yep. i found it out this is what i'm supposed to be doing exactly this is this is yep. exactly why i'm here and i think sometimes in our inability to develop teams around us right. and to bring people around us right you know that we end up limiting people's purpose that, that God has brought us in our life for a reason. And they're not fulfilling that because we've held everything in so tight to us. Right. No, I think that's a great thought. I think that an effective team, an effective team, I, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. An effective team, you help grow each other in your purpose. Mm. You, you help each other reach that. You help each other understand like, listen, I'm, I'm in this groove. Because this is where I excel at. Not because I'm not as good in these other areas. Right. But because I excel right here. And like you said, for a lot of the times, the reason we excel here is because this is our purpose. And right. we can connect those dots. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason I'm good at this, the reason I'm gifted in this is because maybe this is what I'm called to do. And I'm not called to this other stuff. Right, so right. why am I wasting my time with yeah. it? And a, an effective team, I think that they understand that. You know, um, there's, a, I feel like a million sports analogies and that's maybe we shouldn't make all of them because some people might not like sports, but I guess like, I, I think I grew up playing baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a corner infielder. I was either first base or I was uh third base. So I played one of those positions. Um, I would get severely frustrated at the pitcher when they started to struggle, but I was, I knew that I shouldn't, I, I couldn't go out there and pull the ball out of his mitt right. and start pitching because that's not where I'm gifted at. Yeah, yeah. I needed to make sure that I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. at the corner infield. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, that's that where I was gifted. Sense. And, and when you know that that's yeah. not even a thought process, right? You know? Right. Right. So. And I think like you said, John, you just hit on something good. When you know that, 
and when you've instilled that in your teams around you, that helps to fight those the negative things. Yeah. So instead of you being on third and first base screaming at your pitcher, right. like, oh my God, this guy's terrible. What is he doing? Yeah. You know, you found yourself saying, Hey, I don't I can't pitch. I don't know what right. that's like. Right. So instead of yelling negativity, I yep. could probably pitch you saying, All right, hey, come on, man, you got this. Hey yep. man, come on, you're a good pitcher. You can right. do this. Yeah, hey, you pull got it together. Exactly. You know, you became more of an encourager instead of a discourager in that right. moment. And when we put people in the right spots in the team and that's what that's a great point john uh, and i think some of us that are listening you probably think well man my team is just dysfunctional i would challenge you to maybe step back and look that maybe the reason your team around you is so dysfunctional is you might have people in the wrong positions that's a good thought and yep. the frustrations is not necessarily coming from the right uh from the from the that they don't like the team or that they think the team is terrible the frustration might be coming more from the fact of like I, I know I don't fit here in right. this place. Like, where can I go? Right. Like, what can I do? I'll give you a great example. And I, I think I've shared this story before, too, John. There was a point in time we had a leader serving in our student ministry who was on our team that nice, like, great people, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't jiving. Like, right. it just wasn't flowing. It just wasn't happening. Like yeah. they were, they would come to meetings frustrated. They would leave frustrated. They had me frustrated. They right. had other leaders frustrated. They were just the whole atmosphere of our team. It always struggled. And and I remember you and I sitting down. And we started discussing about this particular couple. And he's like, "Yo, Matt, you know they have a heart for for students. Maybe it's not teenagers. Right. What if we try them in kids ministry?" And I was like, "Listen." At that point, I remember I was like, "Hey." They're yours. I don't know what to do with them. Right. Yeah. You know, I was I was so frustrated and 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 but you said, well, let's try them in kids ministry. And I remember that particular couple. They they left our student team. Didn't have to leave our church. Yeah. You know, sadly, sometimes in the church world, they think yeah. they got to leave your church in order to to try out a new ministry. Right. And I think we do a decent job here at our at, at our church, our local church body, to try to get people in the right spot. But they went to the kids team and became some of the best kids leaders you had ever had. Right. Like they just killed it. Yeah. Kids ministry. Right. There was no frustration. There was no, uh, you know, making you angry. There was no, you know, stressing other leaders out. There was no, we're leaving the meeting and everyone's fr like there yep. was never any of that. The right. same couple that because what happened, they found themselves in the right position and the yep. and they were and they found themselves being empowered. They found themselves in the right purpose. Right. And it totally changed them. Yeah. No, right? that's a good thought. So absolutely, true. and so so you know some some of you listening, you say, "Man, I just there's this person on my team, and and you think the problem is they they're not leadable, or man, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe they're just in the right wrong position. Right. Maybe they don't know, don't need to be doing youth ministry, or kids ministry, yeah. or or small group ministry, whatever the ministry context right. is that that you're that you're that you're in, or maybe in the workforce is this or that. Yeah, you know, but but so ch stretch yourself and say, all right, what. What is it that maybe I can do or I can change that can yeah. maybe help alleviate some of the frustration? Yeah, I, th and I think that that's a great and, – and what I guess like we're just sitting here chatting about this like teamwork because, again, I think that I think that wherever you're at in life, you can, you can make these realizations. But I, I'm, I'm listening to ourselves chat about this right now. We're chatting a lot from the perspective of – of us in a way being the coach of the team. Yeah, right. Right. Like this right, is right. this right now, this is very much like, man, you're the leader, you're the pastor, you know, your student ministry, uh, your kids' ministry, mm -hmm. your your job. Like so our job in this sense is to facilitate um people to make sure that they're fitting where they need to be. If you've got two if you've got two people on your leadership team, make sure that 
that they feel validated make sure they feel like they are fulfilling their purpose. And if they're not, try to find out how. But I'm going to tell you one thing that just kind of I, like that's as one of the best things that we can do to facilitate what type of team player to be is to be that team player on the team that you're a part of and not the one that you're leading. Mm, that's right. Good. Flesh I, that out, John. So I'll tell you what I hear a lot of the times is I hear a lot of youth pastors really, really frustrated about they have terrible teamwork with their leadership team and I can look at how they are on their their staff team, uh-huh. quote unquote, and it's because they're a terrible team player on their staff. Mm. When I say their staff, like kids pastor, youth pastor, associate pastor, lead pastor, worship pastor, I don't know, three pastors, 16 pastors, yeah. but um, the type of leaders or the type of team players they have on their team directly reflects the type of team player that they that they are on their team. Oh, now you preach it now, John. Come on. How many times have we? How many times have we found ourselves like that? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. Not not voluntarily. I'm not saying that we're bat snappers and yeah, yeah. You know, like if the coach comes out and takes the ball out of our hand, we're gonna start throwing water coolers. But right. there's there's times where we can all find ourselves frustrated at our role. Yeah. Right. No, it's true. So, so true. So how do we display? How do how do we? make that an example to people what yeah. what are they looking at yeah you know are we sitting in our meetings well our lead pastor wants us to do this so we've got to make sure we do it his way because if we don't it's not happening right are we communicating that way right right because that's not a team player yeah no, that's and so then, true. you know and so i guess i don't know do you have any thoughts on that because that's just something that 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 i think is a big deal is trying to figure out what type of team player are we yeah no that that's a great that's a great example john because i think again uh i don't think people realize it as much as they do but that your team players around you are looking at you exactly to see what kind of team player you are yeah and they're responding to you accordingly right and again listen plain and simple leadership 101 you reproduce who you are exactly that's so i mean the sad the, the sad truth is for a lot of us again we've been there before sometimes we look around and we don't like what we see yeah, and particularly if you've been in your in your current situation for over a year, yeah, you know over two years. If you don't like, if you look around, and you don't like what you see. You're, hey, listen, got bad news for you. You're looking in a leadership mirror, yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean the culture that you're looking at is a culture you've created. That's it. You know, and I know that's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, you you and I, you know, over the last three or four months, we've been having some tough heart to heart conversations yeah. about things here and like what do we need to change? What's some things and. And ultimately, one particular thing we was talking about, you know, you and I sat down and was like, listen, we got to own this. This is ours. Yeah. Like yeah. what we what we don't like about this current situation, yeah. we've allowed it to to happen. You know, we've we've allowed it to come to come out. So I think for, you know, for what you're saying too, again, whether it's the, the workforce, the family, the, yeah. the the ministry aspect, I think for 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 people in leadership, you have to then as well evaluate yourself and say okay what kind of team player am i being am i supportive am i am i positive am i if i feel like i'm in the wrong role am i one who is vocal enough to say hey i feel like i'm not being utilized versus going around complaining about it to everyone else and just spreading poison to the rest of the team yep right because again people around us are seeing all of those things Mm -hmm. and we're reproducing who we are yeah that's a wake-up call if you don't like the team around you, it may be because they've seen a poor example. Yeah. Again, you know no, that's a good thought. You just um, we were just chatting about something similar to this the last few days. Um, I guess it's like what type of what type of teammate do you want to be? What type of teammate do you want to play with? Um, 
what when you're when you're facing a situation where the coach comes to you and they ask you to do something that you don't want to do, how do you respond? You know, I mean, think about that. Yeah, that's if, a good question. Like for us, if the lead pastor were to come to us and ask us momentarily, obviously he's not like you know what, John. I know that you you're not gifted at this, but we really need to fill a gap for a short period of time. Do you mind helping us out? Yeah. But you know, like, how do you respond? I'm not going to do it. I'm not gifted there. Find somebody else. Yeah. Or, you know what? I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fill in the gap. Like, yeah. what's that response like type of thing? And, and I think we've got to figure out part of being a good teammate is understanding. Sometimes we need to step up to the plate when we don't want to mm-hmm. and, and doing it well. And not just going up there and swinging the bat and walking back to the bench. Yeah. You know, like, do your best, even when sometimes you don't feel like that's where you should yeah. be. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point, John, is having those honest conversations. Again, you know, whether it's a lead pastor to you who are listening or whether it's you to to your teammates around yeah. you or, you yeah. know, team team members. Again, we're, we're talking about team. You can yeah. put it whatever context is fitting for you. but. Yeah. But I think sometimes, too, if someone's coming to you and is asking you to do something and you're like, listen, I just know, hands down, that's not in my gift zone. Yeah. And it's going to frustrate me. It's going to frustrate you. Right. That's probably not a good idea. I think I think that's just a good, honest conversation yep. to have. But like you said, if it's something like, hey, listen, I, I know this is probably not your ideal situation, not your ideal uh, thing to do. But, hey, for the next three months, I, I need some help in this area. Right. Like, would you be willing – yeah, to, to – to be absolutely um, obstinate every time, yeah. there's always a little curveball, a little mm-hmm. switch up thrown at you. You're like, no, I don't want to do that. That's not me. That's yeah. not that's not part of my uh, quote. It cracks me up, you know, in, in particular in the ministry world. What's your job description? Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, there's always a paper job description, and then there's like the job needs to get done. The job, the job needs to <laughs> How get do we done. How get this done? Job description. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you know, sometimes people could be like, well, it's not in my job description. I didn't, you know, sign up to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, like, how how do we just get the job done? Yeah. How we how do we become a good team right now? Right. Like you said, I think how you respond to that speaks volume to not only to the people that you're on the team with, yeah. but then to the people underneath you that's serving on your team. That that's yeah. how they're going to respond to you when the right. time comes. Exactly. So. Yeah teamwork man that's it teamwork it's a big deal it's i think it's the biggest deal and and listen i guess like it's a big deal in the teams that we're leading Mm -hmm. it's a big deal in the teams that we're part of Mm -hmm. and and i guess like the the third thought about this that i've been thinking about is it's a part of every team that you're in oh yeah and that includes your family yeah your family's a team especially if you're sitting here as a pastor Mm -hmm. they're part of everything that we do right everything right and sometimes if i'm gonna be honest sometimes where i fall is uh i i don't include them a lot in what's going on around me it's like i'm i'm just gonna take charge and follow me i'll explain later do you know know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely. so i think that there's a way to make sure that that everything that we do when we understand hey we're a team we're doing this together we're we're gonna win together on this there's there's a strategy to making sure that that happens and that happens well. Yeah. So. And I, and I think the biggest thing that in particular in that context, John, you mentioned it. Uh, I think it just comes a lot down to communication. You know, with what's going on. I remember, you know, and and we've had him on this podcast before, but uh, Nate Yetsky, who's out of Atlanta, Georgia. I remember several years ago. Yeah. You know, you and I had had had, had a conversation with him, and he just as simple as it was, just sit down and laid out some things that yeah. organizationally. We're not very organized people, you know, right. and hey, 
I'll admit that 100% yep. with no shame. Yeah. But, uh, but he sat down and said, hey, here's some things that as your ministry life continues to grow and expand and as your family expands, here's some things organizationally you need to do. You need to make this a part of who you are. You need to make yeah. this a part of your weekly routine, your daily routine. And listen, I could tell you right now, like it, it saved me. Uh, I don't want to say a lot of heartache, but it saved me many. And when I say save me, save my, my wife, my kids. Yeah many moments of frustrations because again i was just willing to sit down and instead of saying okay hey we gotta do this just follow me yeah all right, hey we're sitting down on a sunday night and we're looking for the next week okay what's going on who's yeah. got basketball practice what's yeah. happening at church what's happening in the youth ministry uh what's happening because my wife works with your work schedule i know yeah. your work your wife works with your you know you you're just asking her with your work schedule what is what does our schedule look like for each right. other we need a date night yeah it's those type of moments yeah. too man that really make sure your whole family, you know, particularly for us, like you said, who's married, who's got kids, feel like they're part of the team right. and not grow up in the sad world that we yeah. hear all the horror stories of of the people's uh, kids that they grew up in ministry and right. they grow up and they end up re- resenting and hating the whole yeah. thing, you know? Because I think when you make them a part of the team and the way that you're talking about, Matt, what you're doing is you're showing everybody involved that they're important. Yeah, absolutely. You're showing your kids that they're important, mm-hmm. their activities are important, yep. their appointments are important. Yeah. You're showing your wife, my job is no more important than your job when it comes to scheduling. Right. Let me know what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it. And I think that sometimes we can get really caught up because this is our calling, this is our passion, yeah. and jump on board because the passion train's moving. Yeah. Like sometimes <laughs> like sometimes we can really get we can really get caught yeah. up steamrolling everybody else's schedule yeah, yeah. around us. Yeah, so, that's so good, man. So be, making them a part of it brings them into the team. And yeah. I mean a lot of us our wives or our husbands probably serve with us. Mm-hmm. So but we can still get caught up yeah. in that game. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Teamwork, bro. Yeah. Makes teamwork. teamwork. You got a song you want to sing for? No, I think you got a okay, song. Nah, I see it all over your face. No, man, you got a song anymore. Teamwork. So, yeah. Listen, we've, we've just chatted today about some things and laid it out. You know, how do you make the team atmosphere happen in your own personal life? How do you make the team atmosphere happen in your in your ministry life and even in your home life? Those things. And I just challenge you, you know, those of you who are listening and checking it out today, that maybe there's some areas in your life that you're like, man, I just really need to get better with working as a team. I really need to be, get better with communicating. I really yeah. need to get better with putting people in their purpose, with giving them power. I need to get better with, with you know, putting them in the right position. All, all of those things that we've kind of hashed out today. Uh, you know, I just really challenge you, man, to evaluate some things. You know, it's the beginning of a new year, and it's always a, a good time to kind of re-strategize, refocus some things, and make the teams around you the best teams that you can be. Yeah. So, hey, listen, thanks again for listening. Like it. Share it. PJ, if they want to get in touch with us, how do they do it again? Just email us, john at essentialcoaching.us, matt at essentialcoaching.us. Hit us up on our website, essentialcoaching.us. Facebook, search us, Essential Coaching. Boom. We're there. That's it. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, another episode in the books, PJ? Pack it up. Pack it up, man. Thanks for listening today.